just be curious. And sometimes that requires us to ask questions, work with different people, uh, try new things, um, evaluate where we're at, and, and being honest with uh, sometimes the excuses that get in the way. You know, you always ha you had this corny slide. It wasn't corny, but it was kind of corny. <laughs> it said, yeah, it's corny. Your, your why has to be bigger than your butt. Um, and uh, it's true. You're, you have to have a reason because there's always an excuse. You know, it, it is easier in the case of the guy you're talking about or someone struggling with sleep. It is easier to take a, a pill. But when you do start diving into the why, the purpose, the reason, then you start putting that in place. And now they're starting to think about it. And then are they willing to take? And again, it doesn't have to be so painful, but you have to get a little uncomfortable to see change occur. So as we get back in the Rest Eat Move podcast, we're back in uh, full force. We got the big fella, Chris Johnson, and myself, Matt Johnson. I wanted today to talk about something that I'm personally doing, trying to expand my training, trying to do things that I'm uncomfortable doing, which ultimately lead to the things that I should be doing. So before we dive into maybe some strategies that everyone can kind of take, take away, here's what I'm doing. My hip flexors are very tight, which kind of means that they're weak. And I tend to try to stretch them out, but I don't really strengthen them. So I'm doing a couple new uh, classes uh, each week on top of my normal routine. So I'm going to a, a Pilates pure bar style class, and then I'm doing yoga uh, once a week. And it hit me today when I was in yoga class that I do these holds almost every day, but very rarely do I hold them as long as I held them today. And, you know, that's what I want to talk about with you, you know, in your experience of training and we all do things that we're comfortable doing and we all do things that we like to do, but where should we kind of think about things that we're uncomfortable doing and things we don't like to do? For me personally, you want to get good at what you're doing and then you realize that you don't know what you don't know. So a big thing when I train myself is you get used to the same movements over and over and over. And sometimes you have to shake it up and not really get super crazy about it. But for example, I'm seeing Jill Marlin. She was on her podcast um, and I've been doing therapy with her once a week. And one of the things I've been working on is my hamstring. And one of the things she's talked to me about the coordination of my spine isn't as good as it should be. So my firing and just small little changes. So now we've started working on some training. I've done this with Walt too. And in, in my own training with Walt Reynolds um, is that I'm expanding my capacity per se. And so I'm adding more speed to my movements. So I've done lunges, I've done step ups, I've done squats and doing all this kind of stuff that you think about for your lower body. But I'm also working on coordination movements and really adding more speed. So now I'm kind of getting out of my comfort zone. And so I'm adding speed components where I'm actually doing a like almost a jumping lunge and holding it. And I jump back to the other side and hold it. So if I did this on my own, I'm like, this isn't this isn't fun. This is it's very challenging. So I think when I'm playing and you feel the same way when I'm playing paddle ball, I want to continue to be able to do the stuff I want to do. 
and getting outside my comfort zone. So when I'm playing, obviously I'm outside that parameter. But you're playing. It's fun. Yeah, you're playing. reaching for a ball. But I'm also going to be point. in situations where I'm not training that way. Mm. And so sometimes we have to be a little uncomfortable or maybe look at it a little differently of how can we expand that capacity. And I think sports specificity is always important. Sometimes I think we go too extreme. Like these kids are 12 years old doing sports specificity for every single movement, but yet they don't have the foundations. And then for someone at 65, you probably get away from sports specificity training, um, but you still train and you still have great flexibility and strength and foundations. And so, you know, it's part of the conversation. One of my observations, and there's a lot of information that we've talked about over the last, you know, couple of weeks and months of podcasts, but you do have to get uncomfortable to have some adaptation. And so if my goal is to have more flexibility in my hips, which it is for many things, for general life, for golf, for just feeling better running or do, just sitting, um, I'm going to have to push it to a point where it's a little uncomfortable. And the way that I train and I think the way that you train is I know what I'm doing. I've done what I'm doing for a long time. I get used to what I'm doing. Sometimes I don't know a different variation or a different way to think about it or a different way to fire my uh, nervous system for those movements. And I was doing a peer bar class with it's a hundred percent women, mm-hmm. and my legs are shaking after thirty minutes. And these women who do it a lot and probably have a little more flexibility in their hips and maybe not as much muscle mass or body weight to hold up on their toes, my, my feet are cramping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are things that it, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not always comfortable, but I left feeling really good. I left feeling, hmm, my, my right hip feels a little more released. Mm-hmm. Um, and today doing yoga I'm holding a downward dog. I do downward dog every day, but I don't hold it for 30 seconds. I hold it for like four Well, and or I think five. what you're saying, it's all little adjustments. And I think that's what we all look at. I mean, we talk a lot about the entire living small steps to healthy living. We've been talking a lot about behavior change, building habits, building the foundation. But once you start doing that, people ask me all the time. In fact, I just had a, a guy in here that I was training, and when we were talking a bit about weight loss, and you, if to get you to where you want to be, you don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to get crazy with it. But you have to turn the dial up a little bit more to see some changes. And I, you know, when I've done bodybuilding over the course of time, I always looked at, like, I'm eating pretty clean. But to get to that level, I have to definitely get uncomfortable. I, can, I definitely want to eat more. Now, am I starving? Is my energy level good? All that stuff's fine. But... I still would like to eat more or eat more often or the list goes on. So I think that's where we all have to like, how can we just challenge? I don't have to step off the cliff, but I might have to get closer to the edge. And I think sometimes we don't, we want to go back to what's, what's, you know, it's the, the comfortable shoe. It's just, we go back to what's comfortable. Yeah. One of the, um, I was talking to one of the ladies during the class or after the class and she said, well, what do you do? And I was like, I, teach people how to exercise and move. And I almost felt like there's no way she could even think that I do do this for a living because this was very difficult for me. 
And it's an, an example of we have to push ourselves sometimes to think and just explore, you know, what else, what else could we be adding? If you're curious, you know, if you're comfortable where you're at and you're like, I'm, I don't like where my hips are at, you know, that's, so there's but enough to get you to change. You have to get a little uncomfortable. Yeah. You got to get uncomfortable. And so like my legs are a little bit wobbly. They're fatiguing. They're the type of movements, uh, the type of training is completely different in some aspects, you know, isometric holding. Very rarely do I do that in my routine. Mm -hmm. Do you do much isometric holding? I mean, well, again, big part of what we try to teach. And again, sometimes we just get caught in a routine, but I'm doing the same speed or the same rate consistently. And so like today it hit me, I'm doing a, a group this morning. We had probably 35 and the ex, the session was all about movement. And so I was showing them how to do all these movements without any, added resistance we changed the but speed. i changed the speed right and that a couple people had said hurry i up. do this all the time but this is killing me mm -hmm. like it's, well we just changed the speed we really were doing holds and pauses and then we changed the speed around so i think we all get comfortable of what we do but sometimes we have to watch a video go to a class hire a trainer whatever it might be listen to a podcast that's but, a good point where do you think everyone even the people like me and you that do it for a living, how valuable are instructors or teachers or trainers? Don't you believe that everyone should have a little bit of coaching? Oh, everybody should have coaching. And so I, it was interesting one day, I was working out with Walt, you know, quite a uh, few months back. And I remember talking to somebody about this. I was doing some speaking event or whatever. And somebody says, you have a trainer? Why do you have a trainer? And I'm like, I, I, I have a trainer because I want to continue to try to get better or they can look at things differently. And so if I'll use Jill as an example, doing therapy, I've learned so much from her about, you know, the body and the, in the, the coordination, she's talking to me about S one and L five and the coordination of your spine. And so she did a couple of different things and opened up my back and stuff that we're teaching right now, decompression stuff for the spine, hip circles, whatever. And when I started doing that, my my uh, patella reacted differently and my knee. And so she says, when you start moving these, especially when you start moving faster, you're just a little bit slow on your hamstrings firing. And no wonder, hello. She goes, you have great flexibility, especially for your age. That's not the problem. The problem is that the coordination is not there. And so this is what we need to do to coordinate it. Hence, we added speed. So to that coach, that coach like is that. critical. That teacher is critical. The, the coach is critical. And again, are you opening up the mind to being curious to learn new things? Yeah, and I mean, I'll be I'll be transparent and honest. It's uh, it's very humbling. So the the pier bar class. So I was down in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, and I went to the the players championship. I walked it, went to it, then played golf the next day and. I had like six hours to kill before the flight and I was by myself. So I thought, you know, I want to go, I work out, you know, I could go for a run, but I want to go be taken through an exercise routine. So I'm looking at yoga and so I hopped on and I, I found a peer bar class and I took a class I knew nothing about and it was a reformer class. So it's a little Pilates based and one, it, it felt challenging but I felt good, and it was just an experience that I think um, more and more people should be exposed to is I think we sometimes take for granted what we know is what we know, but there's more to 
learn. And I think we all need a coach. I played golf. I told you I went down for the golf. All of those players are elite. And 99% of them have a coach. The coach isn't YouTube. The coach isn't uh, social media. The coach is physically there looking at the way that person's moving and thinking about, you know, how you can move in a, in a little better way. And, and that's valuable. You know, and I remember when Tiger Woods was going through, whether it's Hank Haney or Butch Harmon or whatever, and he's working on new stuff. How can a guy that wins everything on the planet in the year 2000 want to change his swing? Because he knows there's 5% better somewhere. And so I, was he uncomfortable? I, you know, so think about that level. The best player in the history of golf and wins everything in sight, and now he's trying to make rebuild his, it, break it down, rebuild his swing, it. rebuild it, rebuild what? But that gets you to that's a different mindset. Like we went skiing in Colorado uh, a month or so ago, and I started thinking about that. Some of my training that I've done with Jill and Walt has really made me ski better. I'm thinking, well, at 65, am I really going to get better skiing? I kind of think I did. So it really hit me like, no matter where you are, am I going to jump as high, run as fast? The answer is probably no. But it's kind of fun to take a pure bar class or go to this and learn more about it. And again, when you, we think we know it all, that's kind of where we're in trouble. So the curiosity, I think you mentioned this one time in our challenge, take a different class. Try something new in 21 days and see what you experience. But I think sometimes we all have to get, when you took the pure bar class, you're like, how can these tiny little muscles be killing me? Right? Yeah. I mean, I, they, they have a resistance band you put around your ankle. And I was like, can I do this without the resistance band? Cause it's, it's plenty challenging. And yet the woman next to me is looking like she's out, you know, drying her nails and daydreaming this is easy to her so everybody's in a different spot just the same way that sometimes I go into the gym I push 70 80 pound dumbbells kind of easy but in that moment I do know how to slow the pace I can change the variations of it but sometimes we got to kind of get out in some different spaces so my weakness I avoid everybody just, does everybody does and so these these classes are uh, they're helping me spend more time on my weakness. Just like if I were to hire a instructor of anything, they're going to look and say, I see you got these weaknesses. Let's work on these. I think sometimes by ourselves, we can only work on our weaknesses so much because we may not see them. And, 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 and we want to be, again, we want to get comfortable to a certain level and you want to enjoy what you're doing. But at some, some point in time, just ask the question, is this – do I want to learn more? Do I want to challenge myself? How do I do it? And I don't need to do it by myself. You know, I, I can hire people. Well, that's why I did this. Yeah, it'd, they're, it'd be they're too, experts, too hard for myself. Yeah, they're experts in this space. Why not? Again, why would I hire another trainer or a therapist? Because I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I want to know what they're thinking. And it's a nice two-way conversation that, or if you're talking about nutrition or, you know, Dr. Phil, we just had him on the podcast on the mind. I got to tell you, as much as I know about the mind, I know zero compared to him. Sure. So, so that's the always think about. And you know different. It's yeah, a different. And you're part. trying to create a you're trying to create a support system that can help you grow and get better. I mean, Rashawn talks about this all the time. Whether it's uh, you know 
affirmations or whatever it is, all that we all need these things to kind of help us grow and get better. Because when we're growing, to me, that's fun. I want to learn more. I mean, I did last year, we went backcountry skiing. All four, the three of us or four of us that went, it was probably one of the most challenging things I've ever done. We're climbing in our boots, 10,500 elevation at Jackson Hole, climbing up 35, 40 minutes in a row. Brutal. And we all said the same thing at the end of the day. Do we really want to do this again? No, but it was probably one of the things we'll remember the rest of our lives because it was so hard, it was so challenging. And we learned a ton. I mean, we're with this guy. He's probably one of the top backcountry um, skiers in the world, 68 years old. So we talked about when he was in an avalanche and this and that. But at the point, I, yeah, I'd rather go, just get on a lift, ski down, have fun. It's sunny out. But at the end of the day, at some point in time, you want to talk about how hard that was. And it doesn't have to be brutally hurt you, whatever. But sometimes, again, back to being uncomfortable. Well, it's like, okay, so for me, my hip is bothering me a little bit. And it, I know it's in my back, my right you know, oblique and it gets tight and I sit and it gets tighter and I can do some movements and I can say, okay, I don't like how it feels. Am I functioning? Yeah, I'm functioning 99% of how I would, but I want to be at a hundred. And so you can say, well, to do that, you're going to have to get uncomfortable for a little period of time. Are you willing to? And I think I think for a while I was willing to, but I wasn't doing the activity. I wasn't taking the action to get uncomfortable and um, all excuses. Like, I love yoga when I'm done, but I get busy and I don't take yoga. So it's, it's the intention. It's the effort. It's the affirmation to yourself that, you know, you're, you're doing the good, good things and feeling good and finding, finding the uncomfortableness in a way that you enjoy it. So, like, if you take a yoga class, for example – and you don't like the instructor, go find a different instructor. Or if the studio's not your liking or the class you took, you didn't like the music, like there's so many different variations to make the enjoyment as high as it can be. Sure. But I don't know about you, but when my legs are shaking and my feet are fatiguing, I wouldn't say I like that, but it, it's kind of feedback that it's something I need to do. Well, and the other thing too, you're getting an adaptation. Right, and so your body is in a space that's not quite used to. You're going to see temp, some type of adaptation, and we don't always have to change everything overnight. We have to work the nervous system, whatever. It's no different in nutrition. People say, "Well, I'm not losing any weight." Well, the body heals from the inside out. It's like the Chinese bamboo tree. The Chinese bamboo tree doesn't come out of the ground, but we know the root system's growing, and so it's the same thing. You might not fix your hamstring in a second. But you have to kind of go through that, you know, that uncomfortableness to get you to the and next level. What I'm finding is it wasn't the hamstring and it wasn't that I injured it. It was already weak. Right. It was it was years and years of doing the same movement without expanding the capacity. And so when I went to expand the capacity at 34 to break a five minute mile, couldn't keep up. Mm -hmm. So I think we can learn from these things. And so for the, the listeners, um, I think the thing that I'm excited about for myself and I think wanted to share is be curious, you know, ask yourself, you know, 
do you like where you're at? Do you, are you just going through the motions because you're too used to what you're doing? Have you tried different movements or are there excuses in the way like, I did it once, didn't like it? You know, these are things that me and you both say, you know, but yet I've gone to yoga instructors that I thoroughly didn't like. And then there's yoga experiences that you're like, wow, that music was really good. The temperature was perfect. The environment is just completely different. And so the more that I've stepped out of the comfort zone, I found, wow, I didn't even realize that I did like this. And I think, too, you want to give it some time. So, you know, if you don't like this food and you've just tried it one and you're abandoning the ship or you've tried this movement or whatever it might be, well, you have to give it some time. And, you, and everybody only has so much time and bandwidth and the list goes on but it's at some point in time at step back and say what am i doing uh, you know i remember you know hurting my hamstring and again it's a chronic injury i've had for a long time and i kept thinking there's got to be something here i'm working on my mobility more than any of these most of these people i'm playing with i'm working out more than they are i'm doing all the stuff but they're not having issues well, when she explained to me a little bit more where I was, it just all started to connect. Mm -hmm. Now I understand it. And then I have to mimic my training to mimic what I'm doing. So I'm still doing squats, still doing lunges, doing all these kind of things. But I was doing it at a, at a much slower speed. And so all these little things started opening up. But I think that's the curiosity that we all like, okay, where am I at in my world what do I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? Sometimes that's who. And again, you're being curious about your hamstring or your back or whatever, your hip flexors. We all have these issues, and everybody has compensations. But you have to get a little uncomfortable, whether it's nutrition or sleep or whatever it might be. Well, I was, I was listening to uh, uh, the Huberman Lab podcast. It was There's some good stuff, and I think there's some stuff you got to take with a grain of salt. But the, the research out there about cold therapy – whether it's a cold bath or uh, cryotherapy, they're finding that the results for people that are depressed or anxious, there's not a medication on planet Earth that's better. The limitation is people have beliefs and excuses. So if you don't like cold therapy, you're going to say, no, I, I could never, I could never get in a cold bath. But the results are, so if you have this problem, if my hip flexors are bothering me, I can either say I just have bad hip flexors or I can say, what am I avoiding mm -hmm. or what can I do? Um, and so it was very, it was interesting time with where I'm trying to take my fitness and a lot of people are in pain. A lot of people have some things that they want to improve but there's excuses in the way. And so for excuse for me is, why don't you take yoga more? It makes you feel better. I don't have time. Or it's too far from my house. Or, you know, all these excuses. We have to accept those because just like the cold therapy, let's just say you're struggling with anxiety and you're on the, potentially going to take a medication. The question should be, well, have I tried everything that I can do and if you haven't, then being open to say, okay, let's go try some of these things. Same thing with if you have a hip flexor issue or your hamstring. Like, you could probably have a surgery, but have you tried everything before the surgery? Or I just don't play that sport anymore. Oh, yeah, you quit playing. Yeah. 
you, so I just and now I'm shrinking, shrinking your capacity. capacity. One of the things about therapy, the cold therapy, just to touch base on real quickly, I think the real point we want to make is that you don't have to go so brutally hard in cold therapy. It could be an acclimation process. And as you get better at that, like if you're saying, you know what, we have the cold plunge at the Michigan Athletic Club. Many people never, ever put their toe in it because it's too brutal to get into at 48 degrees. But if you can acclimate with that, you maybe get in the hot tub and then you dabble in the cold, cold, or you're at home and you have a hot shower, cold shower, cool shower. These are all ways to acclimate, but it's still not going to be completely comfortable, but it's going to be easier transition. And I think that's where people get sideways too. It's way over here so severe that, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's In fact, it's brutally impossible, or I can acclimate slowly into that whatever therapy might be including cold. Yeah, and, and I think we, ha- we have to sometimes say, what are we avoiding and why? Mm-hmm. So if, 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 for example, my hip flexors are bothering me, what am I avoiding? Probably hip flexor type movements. And specifically, I've always thought, you know, I, I was taught in college, like, if you're tight, you got to increase the flexibility. But one of the things that is really starting to resonate is potentially, though, the lack of flexibility is because it's weak. It's not really working as hard, potentially. Or, or it could be the an nervous imbalance. System. Yeah, imbalance. Or so it's an imbalance. So again, when we do you know, muscle contraction relaxation, it's the coordination. So now we're thinking differently about the muscle. I can stretch it, but it's not, not necessarily that. It's the coordination of it. So there's a lot of variables to help you move in the direction you want to get better. And that's the fun thing, I think, when we talk about lifestyle, is what's possible. I mean, you think about what's possible in the human body, my health, my gut, can I sleep better? I have so many people that I've come in contact with the last year, they have so such a difficult time sleeping. And the question they always want to know is, should I be taking melatonin? Should I be taking a sleep aid? When the reality is you could talk about hot and cold therapy, what type of movement are you doing, what type of breathing are you doing, are you consuming magnesium foods, but they're not even, they're not even, they're not even aware of that. And number two which we talk about, are you ready, able, and most importantly, willing? I, I think I'm not always willing to get uncomfortable. But the truth is, to get the results most of us want, there has to be some boundary. The box has to be pushed a little bit. And I, I had a guy in here the other day, and we were talking about neuropathy and balance, whatever. And I just I stopped him, and I said, hey, are you willing to do X to get here? And he wants to play golf this summer. He says, I am. I got him. So now he's willing. And again, in a really nice way, I'm not going to get him so uncomfortable that he hurts himself. But we got to move you along the continuum a little bit versus, you know, you're moving your body, but you're only moving your body when you come in here. We need to get you to move your body. If you're not willing to move your body, we're not going to get to where you want to be. So so those are the conversations you want to always have yourself and with others is are they ready, are they able, but most importantly, are they willing? Yeah, so as we wrap this up, I think that's the key. Are you willing? And maybe you're not, but are you, are you able? Are you ready? Maybe you're, in a, maybe you're thinking about, maybe this podcast stirred, yeah, I, you know, I do have some excuses. We all have excuses. Am I willing? Do, are you willing to get a little bit uncomfortable for the results you think uh, you're capable of having? And, you know, I think the takeaway for, everyone today is 
just be curious. And sometimes that requires us to ask questions, work with different people, uh, try new things, um, evaluate where we're at, and, and being honest with uh, sometimes the excuses that get in the way. You know, you always ha you had this corny slide. It wasn't corny, but it was kind of corny. <laughs> it said, yeah, it's corny. Your, your why has to be bigger than your butt. Um, and uh, it's true. You're, you have to have a reason because there's always an excuse. You know, it, it is easier in the case of the guy you're talking about or someone struggling with sleep. It is easier to take a, a pill. But when you do start diving into the why, the purpose, the reason, then you start putting that in place. And now they're starting to think about it. And then are they willing to take? And again, it doesn't have to be so painful, but you have to get a little uncomfortable to see change occur. Yeah, and if you guys want to see me, I'll be uncomfortable a couple times a week at some of these classes. <laughs> and and here's the takeaway for everybody. I'd love to hear uh, if this was um, struck a chord, if um, you went out and tried something new, whether that's going for a run, a bike ride, calling a trainer up that you used to train with, going to a class, um, cooking something new. I, I think life is, is so much more rewarding when we are exposed to things we didn't even know existed. And I think as the world speeds up in this digital form, we think we know, but I found, you know, I can watch all the videos in the world, but when I'm in this studio being instructed by an, an actual instructor that sees my body movements, they kind of push me to a limit that I didn't know was even there. So well, and it's the same thing too. You know, you're, a higher level or golfer, it's the same kind of thing. You can see all these instructional things, but when you actually go on the golf course with a professional, you're going to learn a lot of new. And that, to me, what's that's exciting. You know, we took a pickleball lesson, you know, last year. It was exciting to like what they're thinking. Um, in the some the, things we didn't even think about, never thought about, never would. And we play every every week. Yeah, and we're playing against many times some really good players. But again, it's the same thing in the fitness world. Wherever you are in your world, you might want to hire a professional and say, hey, run me through, you know, take me through. What do you think? Don't thinking? have to do everything. Don't have to do everything. But that's the thing. Maybe you hire some, maybe you hire a, a, a massage therapist. I mean, when I see Irene or, um, you know, uh, I see her locally here, but I learn, always learn new things, you know, when I'm working with these guys. So that's the kind of thing you want to think about over time is like, how can I expand my, you know, capacity and how do I get a little uncomfortable? And many times you're in a space where you look, you're having somebody else guide you and helping you along the way. All right. So the takeaway, send me an email info at on target living with what you did new this week. Uh, best of luck to everybody. And we'll see you again next time.